was so satisfying to be like, you stupid, and you stupid, and you stupid, ain't none of y'all better than a Pope, and as far as I'm concerned, all of y'all can die right now. But I made a promise to someone who threatened to kill me and can actually kill me very easily, so I'm going to protect you for the sake of that promise. But if I hadn't made that promise, <laughs> I'll let all of you die right now. I have no obligation to protect you. Hey you guys, what's up? We are the Otaku Couple and I am Ms. Otaku. And I'm Mr. Otaku. And this is the I'd Rather Anime Podcast number 37. This is your place to catch up on all things anime, new and old, with a lovely addition of our opinions, thoughts, and banter. We know you could be doing other things, so we're glad that you'd rather anime with us. Yes, um, it's been a few weeks. We are finally back. Yes, due to um, some circumstances. Unforeseen. Yep, we uh, missed a few weeks there, but this is the perfect time to do a uh, mid-season catch-up. So that's what we're doing. Yep, so um, let's get into it. You almost said it. (laughs) You almost said it. But we're still going to start with One Piece. Yeah, so um, this will be probably an unorthodox episode of the podcast because we've been gone for what about, what is it, four weeks? Yeah, like four weeks. Yeah, so we've been gone for a good little minute. So obviously there's a lot been happening in the anime universe. And um, so we are going to start with One Piece, as Mr. Otaku said, because, I mean, why not start with One Piece? Yeah, so One Piece... Um, we're still in the Reverie arc. Yeah. Um, we got a lot of flashback episodes, but it's starting to shape up to be more than just yeah, just flashbacks. It's not just flashbacks. Like they they put some of the st- they move the story forward, and then when we come up against characters that we've seen in the past, they kind of you know do a flashback so you can remember who those people are. Which I guess is kind of fair, you know, since they were introduced, you know, more than 500 episodes ago yeah. for most of them. I feel like it's a good mix. Like, there are some people that you obviously, you don't need a flashback for. So, the fact that they didn't do a flashback for, like, Rebecca from Dressrosa, I'm uh, like, okay, thank you, because we literally just finished that arc. I don't need a reminder of who she is. I agree, but who knows? They might do one later on. I let's, hope not. Let's not talk that into existence. But, but, um, but what I can say about the flashbacks that we have seen, it is good to go back and see some of these earlier scenes from the anime redone in higher quality. It's kind of it's kind of nice and refreshing, and it reminds you of those good moments in the beginning of One Piece, some of those moments that like made me want to keep watching the show. Yeah, I can appreciate that. And of course, there are some people where you honestly, you just despite it being so long ago you don't need a flashback for so we we got a flashback of like bb from alabasta no one needs a flashback for for bb yeah the flashback for dalton from choppers uh island that was actually low-key kind of helpful for me because i completely forgot that you know he was the king of the sakura kingdom after they left yeah, I mean, for me, I started watching One Piece last year, so all the episodes are still basically fresh in my it's mind. Still fresh for you. Because I, I didn't watch any of the episodes less than a year ago, or whatever. But I can see how you would need reminders after a while, so we're going to give them a pass on the, on a little bit of the filler yeah. this time. Because it's been at least three years for me since I watched it the first time. And I was in a heavy binge by myself, so I wasn't even able to, like, talk to anyone about it. So, to get that little refresher, it's like, oh, yeah, that did happen. It was, 
that was kind of nice. And also we got the flashbacks for uh, Marine Ford, which was also nice. Only because Marine Ford is my favorite arc of One Piece thus far. Marine Ford was, was hyped. Yeah, so I can appreciate that. But I'm also glad that we're also getting new content, you know? So I can appreciate that. Yep. All right, so um, that's one piece. That's one piece. Moving on. I mean, that was, works out. We just recapped a bunch of recap episodes. Right, we're recapping a recap in case you missed it. Yeah. Um, so moving on to Black Clover. Um, what are we doing? Here? Oh, they have. They finally started the the, the Royal Knights exam. Yeah. Um, have last... we talked about? Have we been done the podcast since they started the Royal Knights exam? Yes, they have had several episodes on the exam. They finished all the first rounds. We had already talked about all that stuff. Okay, so the now last, we're on the second rounds. Yeah, we're on the second rounds. And the, la- oh. the last thing we talked about um, was they were fighting uh, Mimosa's brother or whatever. And uh, they were so, just, they hadn't finished the fight yet. They had finished the first half. Okay, so we're going to just skip the fight with Mimosa's brother. Like, long story short, Asa's team went. Um, why would we skip it? Hold on. There's a very important part at the end. Hold on. With oh. Mimosa's brother? No, I'm you're thinking, thinking about Fenril's brother. I'm thinking brother. about Fenril's brother. So we're going to skip yes, the part yes. with Mimosa's brother because, long story short, Asta's team wins. Yeah. But then the next team up is neither Asta or anyone. It's Fenril's team. And Fenril is going up against his younger brother. So we get a whole lot of flashback. Oh, shocker. The royal siblings do not get along. They don't like each other. They are trying to legitimately kill each other. And the younger sibling is stronger than the older sibling wouldn't have guessed that but anyway they're in a fight and they're going head to head with their spatial magic because Fenrir found out that you know spatial magic basically when two spatial spatial magic users go against each other their spatial magic cancels out so Fenrir was like nah I got it let me handle uh his name is Langris right yeah I'll fight him and so they have this head to head spatial magic fight but of course you know unfortunately Fenrir loses because his little brother is just stronger yeah right but then things get really crazy because langris is about to like straight up just like murder Fenrir. and what i love about this anime is that all the black bulls showed up and they showed out because asta's got his sword and he's at his throat at langris's throat you know uh magna magna's got his bat and he's at his throat and luck is got his lightning and he's at his throat and luck i love him because he's just like please make a move i would love to kill you right now yeah, i want we, you we, we i could. want you to do this i mean it, it got real it got really real and then we find out that basically the wizard king knew that something like this was likely to happen because he knew that they had an, an unconscious traitor in their midst like mm-hmm. somebody had betrayed them and they didn't even realize it or whatever but the eye of the midnight sun was controlling them or whatever mm-hmm. so obviously that person ended up being Langris or whatever well that We're, hasn't actually been determined it yet con- it's been alluded that Langris is probably the one who's yeah. being controlled it's most likely that it's Langris um but yeah so it, it was getting pretty real and Asta and them were uh, getting ready to fight, and then the Wizard King. They were about to get ready to fight. They was getting ready to murder Langris. Yeah, they were getting ready to this murder. This was not about to be a fight. This was about to be a slaughter. Because it wasn't just like Asta, uh, Magna, and Luck who showed up. Charmy showed up. Vanessa showed up. Uh, Gray showed up. All the Black Bulls who were present were there. And Charmy wasn't in like her cute little state. She was like 
real Charlie. Yeah, yeah, like it was, it was get, about to get real. Yeah, it was about to get real, real. But the, the, the Wizard King showed up or whatever. He was like, he um, used his time magic and he stopped them. Yeah, yeah, he was like, um, because Asa was ready to like really go. He was about yeah. to fight Langris like for really real. Yeah, and uh, there was like, oh, we can start the third, the first match of the third round right, right now. now. Like, forget everybody else. Let's fight right now. And the Wizard King was like, well. There is no ready, set, start in real battles, so... Yeah, there's no stop and go in so, real battles, so, so let's do this. Let's do this, or whatever. But then he proceeded to pause them. But he was like, but we, we're still in an organized we're construct still- here, so you're going to use your teams to fight, and the rules still apply, but y'all can go ahead and fight right now. We're not going to put a damper dampening on, on this your, spirit. On the spirit y'all got going and on. And then... Um, and he just, like, he froze them in place, winning that, the um, Langris' team back together. Ha-ha! Because they were in the shambles yes, or whatever. Uh, Fenro, before he uh, got knocked out, he said ha-ha to uh, the, the the bathroom in the, of the Black Bulls uh, mm-hmm. secret hideout. And Yami was getting ready to murder him. What you mean getting ready? This dude, this dude was tied up. <laughs> was tied up, all tied, and got the crap beat out of him. And Yami was like, you picked a bad day to interrupt me, son. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, the spatial music just comes out of nowhere. He's like, oh, I need him. Let's go. Yeah, just saved his life. <laughs> For real. And then right he's like, thank you. Wait, what's going on? Oh, we're starting another battle? Didn't we just fight? Yep. Well, stuff happened. You missed it. <laughs> um, but yeah. And uh, that's pretty much it for Shield Hero. Um, that's not Shield Hero. That is Black Clover. Oh my gosh. But up yes. next, we have the Shield Hero. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> that's pretty much it for Black Clover. Um, one thing I do want to say, though, is like right in the midst of all this action-y stuff, they just want to stick in a random filler episode. Of like Charmy's Adventures? And I was just like, why? 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 This is not how you do filler. Like in the middle of a battle... We're getting a filler. And mind you, like, this battle between Asta and uh, Langris has, had already started. It wasn't like they were both at the starting line. Like, they had already started. Uh, I think the new guy, we got his name. His name is, like, Zora or something like that. We um, we got his backstory, and him and Asta are reluctantly on the same page. He's like, I don't like you, but I don't like them more than I don't like you. Yeah. So we're going to handle this. And then... Next episode, Charmy's Adventures. Yeah. And we're just like, huh? Yeah. But we really, haven't watched past that. Yeah, it really just kind of broke the uh, the flow. The, the flow. hype. <laughs> but um, it's all good. Like, I kind of would have rather them just take a week off than just insert that filler episode right there. Kind of just, like, deflated everything. Uh-huh. All right. But um, let's take a quick break. All right, we're back. Um, continuing on with our uh, spring 2019 catch-up, yes. mid-season catch-up, I guess. Um, Shield Hero. Shield Hero has continued to be great and mm-hmm. awesome. Um, basically, everything that was missed was all, like, Fitora stuff, for the most part. Fitoria. Fitoria stuff. Um, basically, um, she's the queen of the Philolios, mm-hmm. the real queen of the, the Philolios. Because, like, basically, with the way they explained it is... Philo, it has the capacity to become a queen because she has that whole like transferring, trans, tra- transforming from a human to a, mm-hmm. a philolio. And basically, we learned that the requirement for becoming um, a queen is that you have to be raised by 
um, by a hero. Yeah, basically being raised by a hero is the reason why she became a Philolio queen. So it really didn't matter which egg they he would he would have picked. picked. It would have been a, a it would have been a queen because he was raising it. That's the reason why it had she had different abilities and stuff like that. Yeah, and so basically, um, this whole little I don't want to say like art because it's not really an art, but this whole time that they spend with Victoria, they find out one that she's super strong, ridiculous. Two, strong like she's probably the strongest person in this universe because keep in mind that while it's been taking four heroes to fight one wave she's been fighting the other three waves by herself yep because oh because we also learned that all the countries have have hourglasses and all of them have waves and each hero is supposed to be at a different Different country country that's why they have that little uh, thing where they're like the heroes are not allowed to to form a party or train together because they're supposed to be all over the world fighting these waves on their own and she basically or maybe not fumi connected the dots that basically the reason they weren't getting strong enough is because they um they were all fighting the same wave, so it's not enough experience. Or maybe it was a YouTube video that we saw. I I don't know. I don't. I don't. Know. I, don't know. I can't keep the week straight anymore. It's been so long. Yeah. Um. But basically, um, she said that the that the heroes need to work together. Yeah. And the heroes not working together is unacceptable. And she basically said it. Oh, I'm sorry. Because there are um basically there are going to be ways in the future that they're not going to be able to fight alone. Or whatever, and if they can't get it together, she basically said she made a promise a long time ago that um, if they couldn't work together, then she'd have to kill them and get new heroes. She so. didn't make the promise that she was going to murder people. She made a promise that she was going to protect the world. She was and pre- the heroes are not doing their job to maintain that protection. So she's like, if you're not doing your job, I will reset you to get new heroes who will do the job correctly. Yep. So uh, that's what happened. And Nafumi, after seeing her one kill strike a dragon, he's like, cool, cool. I'll, I'll talk to him. I'll see I'll, what I can do. I'll see what I can do. Because at first he was just like, no, there's mm-hmm. no way. There's no way I can ever work with these people. No mm-hmm. way. But after, you know, the murder threats, he, he was like, <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll give it my best try. It's like, get along with them or die. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then we proceed. She drops him and his party off near one of the heroes. Of course, it has to be Masiasu. The, the spear hero. And Let me tell you about th- this person. This is the dumbest person I've ever seen in anime, and that's including Goku. All right? Wow. Hmm? I mean there, that. Are, there are characters much dumber than Goku. Name one. Off Any, the top. Anybody from School Rumble? You know what? You had to bring up School Rumble. <laughs> you had to. You know what? I will give you that. Goku is smarter than climbing out of a window with plunger so people don't know if he has to pee. All right. I don't know why you have to do that to me. Why? Why? Okay. Admittedly, I still think I think the girl upon scaling a wall with plungers is smarter than the spear hero. I will readily admit that. Okay. Because at least she had the foresight to think, hey, suction cups might be able to do this. You know what the spear hero didn't have the foresight to do? Use his god-given brain for anything. Yeah. Literally anything. He can't even use his God-given brain to avoid Philo, who kicks him in the jewels every time she sees him. Like a reaction, like, oh, Spear kick! I don't think they've seen each other yet if she hasn't done it. Okay, oh. I'm just saying. 
let's talk about the story. All right, so basically, um, the spear hero immediately tries to kill Nafumi because apparently he thinks Nafumi murdered the bow and the uh, sword hero. You know, the two, the two heroes with weapons, the shield one burned. <laughs> So much sense. Oh, no, let's hear the story. This is why he believes this, because mine, mine has convinced this such intelligent hero that Naofumi did this in the middle of a city with a monster that he unleashed. And, ev ev and everybody in the entire village is saying that who, who miraculously lived through this experience says that the, the shield hero did it. And not only did Nafumi know where it was hidden, release the monster, then could he command the monster and not have the monster kill him? He could, it was, the monster was strong enough to go kill heroes, not one, but two heroes and not kill anybody else and then disappear into the sunset to never be seen again. Oh yes, yes, yes. Cause that makes so much sense. Because he has a brainwashing shield and all he has to do is talk to you, even though Nafumi's been talking to you this whole time and you are not obeying his words. Go figure. Go figure. If he could brainwash people, it would come on. Anyway, but he's really dumb. He's really, really dumb. Really dumb. Alright. He's dumb, he's dumb, he's really, really dumb. <laughs> yes. So, um, they they fight and Nafumi's not fighting back. He's trying to talk to him because you know he made this promise to Victoria or whatever, but the spear hero just isn't having it. And let's let's let's, let's point out here that the spear hero and the shield hero have dueled before and Nafumi won the first time. Right? And that's when he was both of them were actually fighting. Keep in mind that the spear hero is legitimately trying to kill Nafumi right now, and Nafumi is just defending. Melty's not fighting, Roctalia's not fighting, Philo's not fighting. He's not even used using his shields that can low-key kind of attack him. He's just defending, trying to talk to him, and he's going all out using his meteor spear and his lightning spear and combo moves and everything, and Nafumi's just like, chill, bruh. I'm just I'm trying, trying to, to talk. talk. And then he's so surprised when Nafumi's like, look, I had enough of this. Hey, Roctalia, let's 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 do this. Just and then like, he's tired, like whooping tail. And then he's yeah. like, how are you so much stronger? And he's like, because we've been working? Because we've been working? Why are you sitting around playing in the castle, playing kid games? I was actually out here experiencing this world and learning what it has to offer and what it's doing. And working with my team. So like our combo skills are actually a combination of us working together and not just, hi, sir, let me send you some of my magic your way. Yeah. You know? But, um... In the middle of their fight, the Pope shows up. Pope, Pope, Pope. And the Pope basically calls uh, um, the spear hero out for being a fake hero. Mm -hmm. Calls the um, calls mine out for being a dumb princess. Mm -hmm. um, and he still hates Nafumi just because he's, he's the Nafumi. shield hero. Yep. Yep. So. But you know what? What I will say about the Pope, even though he's clearly the antagonist, he recognizes Nafumi to have the power that he's supposed to have as a hero. He never calls him a false hero. He calls him the devil of the shield because he doesn't like him, but not because he's not doing his job as a hero. Because what's crazy is if the other three had been doing their job as a hero, this wouldn't have even been a problem. Yep, that's true. Wouldn't have been a problem at all. Yeah, and he also recognizes Melty as the true crown princess. Yeah, you know, the next one to the throne. Yeah, because, because she actually has a brain and knows something in her head. 
in mine in her on all of her intelligence this is why i think the spirit here is so stupid because mine's been walking around calling herself the next queen to the throne when it's very well known that she's been skipped over as the next queen and that it's melcy who is the crown princess but she steadies telling the spear hero that she wants to quote unquote save her sister and it's just like if you used your brain for all of three seconds if her sister is the crown princess and she's running away and she's telling you that she's running away but the person you're with is saying she wants to save her but she's also going to make sure that she is the next crown princess what do you think she's gonna do to her because there's only one way that the crown transfers and that's by death in every culture Yep, death, death, death. Death. Yeah, yeah, but he doesn't think. Clearly, he doesn't think. And one of the things that Nafumi pointed out when they were fighting, he was like, 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 look, you say that the bow hero and the sword hero are dead. Did you see the bodies? Because if you didn't see the bodies, you know they're not dead, right? Here's the thing. How did Nafumi do it if he was in hiding coming from the opposite direction from where they died? Yes. He has to get through you to get to the country that they are coming from because... That's where they were investigating. So it's like, if Nafumi is in point A, and point A is on the opposite side of the river, and point B is on the edge, on near the ocean, where the two people died, how did Nafumi get from point A to point B without crossing you? And you're supposed to be surveying the area. So either A, you suck at your job, or B, Nafumi wasn't there. Those are only two options. Yeah, I mean, he's just dumb. Um, He's just really, really dumb. But regardless, dumb, during the dumb. middle he's of the really fight really with the Pope dumb. or whatever, Nafumi's defending everybody, including the, the spear hero and mine and their party, because he's just such a nice guy, I guess. Now nah, he's got to defend his people. He's got to defend his people, but he defended the other people too. Like, because they were near his people. Yes, yes. I guarantee you, if they left that hole and went somewhere else, Nafumi wouldn't care. This is also true. This is also true. But anyway, let's fast forward. The, uh, the bow hero and the... The bow hero and the sword, sword hero, hero show, show up. up or whatever. And the Pope brings out his uh, his weapon, which is basically like a replica. a replica of the legendary hero's weapons. It can transform to all of, them. all of the different forms or whatever and use all their attacks. But it requires like a ridiculous amount of mana. So the Pope has like 100,000 100, followers behind him just like giving him mana. And dropping like flies. Yeah, and dropping like flies as they use up all their mana stores or whatever. But um, basically, in the middle of this, Nafumi basically tells off the heroes just like we just did. So I'm not going to recap it, but basically... It was so satisfying to be like, you stupid, and you stupid, and you stupid, ain't none of y'all better than the Pope. And as far as I'm concerned, all of y'all can die right now. But I made a promise to someone who threatened to kill me and can actually kill me very easily. So I'm going to protect you for the sake of that promise. But if I hadn't made that promise, <laughs> I would let all of you die right now. I have no obligation to protect you. Yes. Um. <laughs> and he's like, you killed a dragon because you think it's a video game. You, you, you dumb dumb gonna go kill the, the leader and think, ooh, I'm a vigilante. I can go kill whoever I want because I'm a hero. Woo! And the people believed you and oh, look, now everybody's in poverty. Thanks for that. And then, and then he looks at that's the spirit. He's like, you know what? I can't even tell you how stupid you are because, like, if you just use your brain for all of three seconds, you would figure out what the problem is. I don't have time to tell you everything that's wrong with you. Like, you brought a sealed plant that the villagers told you were dangerous, 
And it you had, gave a, it had a warning label. It had a warning label. Like, you you ripped off the warning label. Did you read it? Did you know how to read? Yeah. Uh, let's move on. We've been talking about Shield Hero. I'm sorry. The Shield Hero gets me so hyped, you guys. But um, basically, we're in this fight. And the fight ended with... Um, the, we, the, fight the, did, the fight didn't the fight end. Ended, They're still in the middle of the I mean, fight. The episode ended with Nafumi agreeing to fight with the other three heroes. So that's what we're waiting on the next episode. Because the other two, the, the two who just showed up, have already met with the queen. And that's where Nafumi was trying to go. Yeah. All right. Um, let's move on. Um, Wise Men's Grandchild. Wise Men's Grandchild is the best new anime we're watching this season. Whoop whoop. Hands down. Um, and it's the best one because it's the one that's the most entertaining to us. Yes. Um, oh. Like, it makes us laugh. It really makes us laugh. And it gives us fluffy feelings with Shin and Sicilian, and I like it. Yes, but... Um, it's there's... like a shonen and a slice of life put together. Yeah, yeah. I guess you could say that... Um, the one, and it's, a, it's a isekai, so I mean... I mean, there's cool. really nothing wrong with this anime. Isn't, Can I say what my favorite part of the anime was? Yeah, go ahead. Say what your favorite part of the anime was. Do you mean that? Because you look like you don't. Uh, no, I don't mean it. Okay, I'm gonna say what my favorite part is. But I wanna talk. You've been talking this whole time. Fine. I wanna talk too. Fine. <laughs> Alright. <laughs> Tell them what your favorite part is. My favorite part is probably the same thing as her favorite part. Probably not. Okay, well, if it's not, then we both get to talk, so that's great. Um, so, episode number three, <laughs> um, it, it goes down. Mm-hmm. So, basically, mm-hmm. this is a guy named Kurt. He been uh, talking up in on Sicilian or whatever, and basically, he gets turned into a demonoid, and... He just gonna leave out the part. Okay, fine. And he gets turned into a demonoid, right? And There's he... There's a lot that before that, you guys. There was a lot that happened before that, but we missed like several episodes, so I'm just trying to make this go a little faster. Um, so let's point out that Sicilian and Shin in this third episode, like they started realizing that they have feelings for each other, and they actually started talking directly to each other before he turned into a demonoid. Yeah, yeah, he's That's been walking to in know. the school and all that stuff. But I mean, we're assuming that you watch the show. But what we want to talk about is the moment that made us hype. Alright, episode three, Demonoid Kurt shows up and they're like, oh snap, is he a demonoid? And they're like, yeah, he's a demonoid. And then Shin tells everybody, he was like, hey, y'all, get out of here. I got this. Or whatever, right? And Aug's like, so are you saying that we just be in your way? And he said, yes. And Aug immediately turned around, ordered everybody like, hey, let's go. We out. And uh, they just they just followed orders. And of course, Cecilia, she down for a man and everything. She didn't want to leave, but Aug, he wasn't having it. He was like, hey, drag her out of here if you have to. We're gone. <laughs> and that's, that's all it was. And needless to say, Shin handled business. When I say he handled business, he decapitated Kirk. I mean, his head was next to his hand. Like, like on the ground. Disassembled. Yep. Separated. And with that, um, Shin became, like, the new greatest hero in all the kingdom. That was a very good point. Right. I like your point. Go ahead. Go ahead. Say your point, Sal. My point? It's my turn? Yes, go ahead. Are you sure? Mm-hmm. Okay. So, what I really like about this anime is, one, yes, he straight up decapitated the man, and there was no suggestion that he did decapitate him, because I thought that maybe this was going to be like, I like that this... This anime 
does not let me predict what's gonna happen based off of previous anime that I have watched. Yes, because it keeps me on the edge of my seat. Because at previous anime, something would have happened last minute. Kurt would have been saved. No, Kurt would have been saved. Uh, Shin would have found a way to save him or get the demonoid stuff out of him. And they imply that he's like, well, if he's still thinking, maybe I can, you know, do something with my magic so that I can save him. And then I was like, okay, so it's gonna be a thing where he goes around undemonizing demons no he kills them that's his that's his stick he sticks to it grandpa told me that you got to decapitate these things so that's what i'm gonna do and he did it one strike real quick no games right and then in the next episode he finds out who was behind uh kurt turning into the demonoid he fights him it's this giant blast uh basically think magnifying glass sun ant fire boom explosion but the guy gets away of course because he's the antagonist so um shin's like yeah i don't i don't think i got him but then he goes the the guy the demon who gets away goes to his what is it village empire the empire he goes back to where he's from he basically tells has his messenger tell the king what's going on and how they're dealing with demons so the king there is just like oh great great this is a great opportunity to take over their land so he sends his army out there but while the army is away he's got demons in the city taking over the empire Mm -hmm. right but when he sends the army this we find that that out at the end of an episode so i remember talking with mr otaku all week like I hope that if there's going to be a war and they're going to make Shin fight, because one of the things about, you know, Shin coming out to the public was the wise man and uh, Granny were like, look, you cannot make Shin go to war. You can't use him for your politics. If you do, we will leave this kingdom and we will never come back. And of course, they don't want that. So they were like, Shin can't go to war. And Shin's like, y'all, you think that if my friends, if Sicilian is in danger, that I'm not going to go to war? Lies. Yeah, so so if they get drafted, so, he already said, hey, I'm going, go. I'm going to protect you guys or whatever. And but. so all week, me and Mr. Otaku were going back and forth and we were making bets like, okay, are they going to time skip to the war where all his classmates are leveled up or are we going to have to watch them level up and then we'll get the war at the end? Come the next episode, there's no war. The war was just a scam. The king sends his army out as like to be like, crush them. They crush them. They send them back. They follow them back to the city. City's destroyed by demons. So they were just like, oh, well, that's it. No war. No war. And we were just that. like, oh, wasn't expecting that plot twist. Yep. And I just think that's the greatest thing about this anime. It keeps you on your toes. Plus, there's lots of action. There's lots of magic. Shin is so overpowered. It's just hilarious, honestly. Because in this last episode that we watched, the reason I say it's kind of like Slice of Life is because Shin and Hazillion like each other. They know they like each other. Everybody else knows that they like each other. They just haven't gotten around to actually asking each other out and making it official. But they flirt with each other. Shin knows that Hazillion likes him. Hazillion knows that Shin likes him. It's it's well known. It's an accepted fact, right? They meet up with some of these. Uh, what do they call them? From people from the Night Academy. Yeah. And basically, they're uh, they use swords less than magic or not magic. Yeah. And um, they go out because they're basically like. You know, if they're more demons and demonoids are becoming more regular, we need to learn how to work together. So they go out, and of course, the king's guard, you know, the people who Shen call, you know, his big brother and his big sister, who literally their job is to protect the king, 
they're just like, hey, and they're the knights are just like, seriously, seriously, you know him too, and then they find out that you know he got training from uh, the commander of the knights. They're like, seriously, seriously, it's not even fair. Like, like you had all the best interests. Yes, <laughs> this is true. And so they go out to fight these demons, and of course. They think they're all big and bad. Shen comes along and he's like, "Can I kill him now?" Because I'll tell him to sit back. Like, "Oh, y'all think y'all so big and bad? Y'all think you y'all think y'all can handle the demons? Go handle the demons, then. Go handle the demons." And so they go. It's four against one. This little hog demon that you know Shen killed when he was ten, back at the beginning in the first episode. And they get their little butts handed to them. And then Shen comes along with his one sword, takes it out with one hit. They're just like, "Oh, he did it in one hit." Yes, yes, because he's he's really talented. I mean, he didn't even have to use magic to take it out. Yeah, Cezillian comes along and he, she heals the boys, and all of a sudden, all the boys in the Knights Academy are fawning over her. Like, oh, Cezillian, here, take my hand. I'll help you across the river. Cezillian, do you need some water? Cezillian, would you like me to carry this for you? And Shin's just like, look, I'm sick of this. And Alga's just like, what you need to do is just step up and say, she is my woman. And he's like, I can't do that. So then they find out, like, um, there are like a hundred demons coming our way. And of course, the knights from the Knight Academy are freaking out. Like, ah, demons, we're all gonna die! Ah! And Shen just uh, looks over it, you know. Can uh, I handle this? Yeah. He's like, can I I, I handle this? And my favorite thing. You mind if I take care of this back? And she just looks at him, one of the, uh, what's, I forgot her name, but. The one who protects the king. Uh huh. The female, the one he calls his big sis. Yeah. Um. She. She's like, like. All right, everybody, get back. Let Shin uh, handle handle it or whatever. Her specific words were, "Get out of his way." Yeah. Get out of his way. And, and they were like, "He can handle this." And the other guy, the one he calls his big brother, is like, "Oh, I'm 100 percent sure that he can handle this. Just don't get in his way." Yeah. Yeah. And so they they step back, and all of them are hiding behind, behind trees that are behind Shin. And basically, they see, like, this whole herd of demons come out or whatever. Mm-hmm. And basically, Shin just straights up one-shots all of them. Like Because he's angry. Yes, because he's angry. Because he's frustrated because these people have been trying to talk to his girl. So he, he, he just takes all his anger out. And basically, he not only obliterates all the demons in one shot, he obliterates a straight line all the way out of the forest. Like, just all of them gone. Like, not even the grass they were standing on was good. And they were just like, oh my god, they're wolf demons, and there's a tiger demon behind them, and the wolves are probably running from the tiger, and this is one of the worst demons that you can run across, and Shin's just like, okay, focus the fire. Think about how big you want the explosion. And then we add oxygen, and then we just, woof, and then he kills everything, and he's just like, he stretches, he's like, ah, that felt good. And then Cecilian runs up to him, and he's like, she's like, Oh my god, Shin, are you okay? Do you need any magic healing? And she's like, and he's like, nah, I'm good, I'm good. And then the other girl's like, you know what? I realized how big the gap was between us. I'm sorry I was so jealous. Cezillian, I'm so sorry that I said the things that I said to you. If I offended you by my existence at all, I apologize. Because <laughs> your boyfriend's really strong. And she's like, my boyfriend? She's, he's not my boyfriend? He's like, really? Really? She's like, I thought it looked pretty obvious to me that you liked each other. I thought you for sure were dating. She's like, oh, no, we haven't said anything like that yet. And she's like, ooh, yet? And they're like, ah! And all the boys were just like... Yeah, we leave Cecilia alone. It's like, I'm not going nowhere near Cecilia. Mm-mm. Nowhere near. Nope. You lost that battle, folks. Yep. Because you can't beat him in a fight. 
not physical or magical. Because what's so crazy is like he took out the demon with like night skills. He didn't even use magic. And that's just disrespectful. Because he's a magician. Not a magician. Yep. But he got the best teachers in all all categories. Um, okay, that's it for that. Alright, let's move on. I got two hype, I'm sorry, you can talk. Alright, um, let's move on. You know, a girl who chants love at the bounds of this world. Um, we decided to stop watching it, so we don't have anything to catch you up on. Who so, knows what happened? Who knows? We don't. Matter of fact, Kawara on that topic, let's just say the other stuff that we dropped. Okay. Um, Fairy Gone. We watched a couple more episodes of that, but in the end, we decided to drop it. Also, it wasn't very entertaining to us. Nope. Um, um, Nana, my Butsu, blah, 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 Utina. Whatever. <laughs> we dropped it. Um, Gone. Also, wasn't that entertaining. Um, yeah, so that leaves um, Koto and Demon Slayer. Mm-hmm. Um, Koto, Sounds of Life, it is entertaining, but... I don't really feel like there's much worth talking about. We might talk about it at the end it's, of the season and give our review. It's a musical slice of life. If you've watched any musical slice of life, that's what it is. Mm. Yeah. P- Forest, the Forest of Piano, uh, Fuka, uh, Your Lie in April. It's all in the same vein. It's a kid who's talented, who plays music, yeah. playing music. Yeah, except all those other shows she just named are better than the show. For sure. But this one's very endearing. I think part of this this show's problem is just that I don't know Lakota. I don't know. Fuka play Fuka sings. She wants to be in a rock band. You know, you're lying April, he plays the piano, for us, the piano. Shocker. It's a piano. Yeah. yeah. Those are things that I am familiar with. Yeah, and I also just think that these type of series might just be better off binged. Probably. And I think watching it week to week just isn't it doesn't give that same effect. No. As watching the story through its completion, you know? Yeah. But, um, but yeah, so we're not going to talk about that anymore. We might talk about it at the end of the season, give our final thoughts, because we are still watching it. Mm-hmm. Um, so that brings us to Demon Slayer, Kometsu no Yaiba. Okay, so as a disclaimer for Demon Slayer, this is not a bad series, it is entertaining. I would even say it's a good series. I won't say that it's a... Well, okay, it's a good series. It is just not anything that I would recommend to anyone. It, it just feels it, typical. It, it, it It's like... It's like when you can predict everything that the protagonist is going to do and every obstacle that's going to be quote-unquote thrown in his path. And even his reactions to it, when it's so stock and it's so like by the lines and by the guidelines, you're just kind of like bored, you know? Yeah. And with the Demon Slayer, it's like there's a demon who kills his entire family, okay? I wouldn't have guessed that the protagonist in an anime wouldn't have a family. Yeah. That's a shocker. His sister is still alive and she's a demon. So what does he want to do? Of course he wants to save her and not kill her. And he wants to turn her back human because of course he thinks there's some way for humans, for demons to turn back to humans 
and he's going to find this. And so he goes on this epic training that was shocker so much harder than he thought it was going to be. And then to go take this test, that shocker he passes on the first time. Well, he did spend three years training. He did spend three years training. I will say that for this anime, at least they had a legitimate training arc and it was years. And you know what? They needed years because this boy at the first couple of episodes, let me tell you. He wasn't a fighter. He was not a fighter. He was not real. And for them to say that he miraculously transformed into some super sword wielding, demon slaying, um, killing guy wouldn't have flown with me at all. But since they had such a large time skip, it, it helped a lot when, with the believability of him having a stronger character. Yeah, and plot convenience, his sister slept for three years. Yeah. So. It might have been two years. I think it was three. Whatever. I think it was three because she it didn't wake up years. until he actually became. Until he went to the test and came back. Came back and he was successful. But basically, instead of eating humans, she's sleeping to recover her energy. Because that's the way that it's able to work. But anyway. Um. Now we're at the point where he's got his... He's an official part of the Demon Slayer core. He's got his sword, which, shocker, turns black instead of any other color. Because what anime do we watch where swords turn color that are not black? But um, he goes on his first mission. And basically, uh, there are girls who are being taken and they're being eaten by demons. He shows up. He does his little sniffing around thing like he's a hound dog. He finds the demon. And he's fighting the demon. And right, so up until this point, we've seen him train in the, in the water form of the sword, right? And there's this really cool animation when he is using his sword. But with this one, it just felt really lackluster because he was doing all these moves and calling them out. And he got the cool animation, but it didn't do anything to the demon, you know? And so we got a whole episode of him basically just swinging his sword around and not, not being effective. And then in the next one, when he's fighting it, his sister comes out to fight. And it's just like, but she can't kill demons. And also keep in mind that she doesn't have the regenerative powers because she's not eating humans. She has to rest. And it's just like, okay, so she's there, but we don't actually see her fight or do anything. Of course, she can't talk because she's got the thing in her mouth to keep her from eating people. And he goes into like this swamp thing that the demon keeps popping out of to fight and all of a sudden because he can now breathe underwater that's just the thing i mean i know the technique was called water breathing or whatever but he shouldn't actually be be able able to to breathe breathe underwater underwater. but whatever and Um, then he does this like breathing in a swamp but whatever yeah so then he does like this move or whatever that the twist and creates like a whirlpool tornado tsunami whatever yeah and he kills two copies of the demon interrogates the third copy whatever but he doesn't give up any information he kills him yeah um pretty typical honestly and then he doesn't get mad at the guy that he was helping for yelling at him and saying you don't know anything about the pain that i went through and then the guy realizes that oh the look on his hand, the look on his face and his hands are not that of a boy. He's been through something similar to what I'm going through. And, I, and he started apologizing. And of course, protagonist didn't get mad because he's a soft, sweethearted boy who believes in the kindness of others and that everyone has good in them because even he thinks that demons deserve peace when they die. Mm, yeah, that stuff. And, uh, yeah, more or less, that's pretty much it. So, yeah, he's in Tokyo now, and he found the guy that he was looking for, but the guy that he's looking for has, like, a family. Like, the demon is living a human life. Mm Mm-hmm. Yep, he has a wife, a kid, or whatever. 
and yeah so now he's gonna deal with that because he couldn't bring himself to kill the demon who killed his family in front of his family ooh morality mm-hmm. Nafumi yeah. wouldn't have that problem for real but um yeah that's pretty much it um we're gonna keep watching Demon Slayer at least for now and um I mean the animation's good the animation's good and, and it's not bad it's just and if it's you're just into typical. like maybe it'll change it like won't be that. typical after a while Maybe, I mean, and the other thing is, we're on, what, episode seven, and there are still people who are showing up in the intro and the outro that we haven't even met yet. So that's also kind of getting frustrating for me, because I'm like, okay, we've just watched seven episodes of this, when are we going to see some other characters just besides uh, Tanjiro and his sister? Yeah, it would be nice to see other characters, because this show definitely feels like it's missing some elements. Like conversation? Um, Conversation, um comedy uh, entertainment of any kind that's i think maybe that's what's missing it's just like there's a little bit of action but the action isn't keep you on the edge of your seat action it's not heart pounding action it's not exciting unpredictable action the character isn't unpredictable there's not and there's not a whole lot of other elements to the anime there's nothing to make you laugh there's nothing to make you smile there's no like hinting at, at romance there's no like psychological thriller like maybe Nezuko is eating people in her box or something there's nothing to make you like think that there's more to this anime than what's going on and there's nothing to imply that there's going to be that extra that extra little sub element you yeah. know uh, the whole story just feels all really surface level yeah it's like wanting to go buy a cake and someone just giving you a cherry and being like here you go yeah um but uh you got anything else on Demon Slayer? Nope. I think that's pretty much it. Um, and with that, I think that's pretty much it for the podcast. Um, we've also been watching other anime as we usually do every week. Mm-hmm. Um, so we'll talk about those at some point. Kage-sama Love is War, The Saga of Tanya the Evil. Um, we, we watched Black Butler recently. We watched the second season of IQ. You know, um, we've been watching uh, Michiko, Michiko and, and Hachin together. I've been watching Di- Ace of the Diamond. Yeah, so there's a bunch of other stuff that we've also been watching that we'll uh, give you some of our thoughts on them um, eventually. Yeah. And um, yeah, that's pretty much it. Um, we plan on watching all our weekly anime again next week. And we plan on actually being back next week now that we're back from a uh, hiatus. It wasn't yeah. nearly as long as Tagashi's. Let's just call it a break. A hiatus implies that it was longer than what it was. A hiatus is at least six weeks. Yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't that long. A hiatus is like a season. Yeah. Yeah. We weren't gone that long. We don't plan to be gone that long again. Yeah. But all right. um, That is it for this episode of I'd Rather Anime. If you liked it, please subscribe to the podcast. Tell your friends about it. And make sure you follow us on Twitter and Instagram at I'd Rather Anime. If you want to leave us a comment... You know, sign into Anchor and leave us a voice message and maybe we'll play it on the next episode of our podcast. Um, We know you could be doing other things, but we're glad that you decided to animate with us. Until next time. Peace. Out. So, like, can we watch some anime now?